you'll, you'll be back soon. You'll be back oh. soon to enjoy the view here in the studio at Inter Miami Stadium. Now, guys, don't forget, we're live on YouTube and on Twitch. Live. Yeah, we're live. We're live everywhere. And you can catch us on a bunch of different uh, apps like Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, MyTune Radio, Radio.net, Radio FM. The list keeps on going, and it's continued growing. So jump on board, guys. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now let's break down the rest of the divisions in baseball. We talked mm. about the NO East a little bit today, a little bit last week. Let's start off with the American League now. Okay. With the AL East. We got the Orioles, the Rays, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. Let's start off with our top pick in each division, and then let's go with the seller team, who's going to be, I guess, the, the Martins like to say, the bottom feeders of each division. Mm. So, <laughs> so, who, so Christian, in the AL East, who's your pick to be the top? Mm. Uh, the, the AL East is a tough one. Uh, there's a lot of talent in this division. Yeah. Uh, I would go with, in a long extended season, uh, the Yankees. I think the Yankees will win the AL East this year. You think they got enough pitching? I know the, the bats, of course, are the Bronx Bombers, but you know. I think they'll be fine. Losing tonight. I think the Rays are a really good team as yeah. well, and I think the Rays will find themselves in a wild card spot this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Yankees will win the division. Uh, kind. I'm with you. Like, kind of like I think they. I'm flip flop with you. I, the Yankees are gonna win the wild card. I think. And then the Rays are going to get the division only because I think they have mm-hmm. more pitching. I like that they got you know a reunion with Chris Archer. I like that move. I like that they mm-hmm. got Rich Hill. I know that he's a bit over the hill. You know he's already in his forties, but mm-hmm. I still like the move. He's a veteran, and they, and like you know people always go to Tampa Bay and they revive their career for some reason. Like they just know how to work with pitchers there. So they do. Uh, but I think losing Charlie Morton is a bigger loss than people realize. He's a great, he's a great arm. Yeah, uh, and a greater asset to the Braves than many Baltimore people realize. So another, uh, another another great player going to the Braves. It just makes things so much harder for the Marlins. But I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to think about that. Let's go back to the AL East. We got the Rays and the Yankees being the top teams in the division, and I think the obvious pick for this is going to be the Orioles as the seller team, as the team, you know, fighting for scraps. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually probably have the Red Sox as really? my seller team. Okay. Okay. I, I I mean I just I mean they're 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 realistically in a rebuild uh, mm-hmm. still, right? We know they're not going to be great this year. Uh, it seems the Red Sox have like one of the fastest rebuild turnarounds of any team ever. Uh, we saw them uh, when they won their last World Series title, completely rebuild, and then in four years they were back there again, winning it all in 2018. So it. it it feels like that, like these past two years have been that for them, and then we're going to see them be good somehow in a few years. Granted, you know that that may not be the case again. That seems pretty hard to uh, be consistent with. But I, I, I the Orioles, uh, the, the Orioles weren't awful last year. Uh, I didn't think they were bad. You know, I watched the, I got to, you know, watch a lot, a few of their games versus the Marlins, and you know, I, 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 I was blown away because normally you watch the Orioles and you're like, wow, they're awful. Uh, but that wasn't the case this year. I, I thought they were, you know, not an amazing team, but uh, I think they're an okay team. You know, yeah, they got a couple good prospects. You know, I think, you know, they got good position players, Mancini. I like their right fielder <laughs> as well, who the Marlins were connected to uh, earlier. Santander. Yeah, you know, the switch hitter. You know, he, he's, he's, got, he's got some good pop. 
So, but I, you know, I just think the Orioles, you know, they're, they're rebuilding. That's fair. Huh? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, the Orioles are great. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just the Orioles, they're in a rebuild that happens. You know, it's, you're going to come across teams like that. Let's move on to the a, uh, American League Central. Now, this is an interesting division. you got a couple teams that are, you know, are on the come up that are going to be fighting for that top spot in the division. you got a team like in Cleveland who's in, already transitioning to a rebuild. And then you mm-hmm. have teams like the Royals who I don't know what they're doing. They, they, they're signing some really good players like Benintendi, but they're also like in a rebuild. So... This, and the Tigers are just straight, yeah. We're, Garbage. Yeah, they're going to be probably worse than the Orioles, I think. So uh, my pick for the Way top— Way worse than the Orioles. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, their, their highlight uh, signing for the offseason was Wilson Ramos, who's, you know, let's be real oh. here, not a top-five catcher anymore in the in the majors. <laughs> um, he had, a you know, a couple good uh, good seasons with Washington, but other than that, no. Nah, like, you know, Tigers, I'm sorry, man. You're the, you're the, bottom, you're the bottom feeder of the AL Central. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to give the nod to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. The twins, My, me as well. The twins, you know, I feel bad for them. They got a reputation of just always just losing, and having a, a monster regular season, and then losing the first, losing the in the division series against the Yankees. It, it just happens. It's just a part of their DNA, I guess, for some reason. Um, you know, but they, I'm not counting them out. They're gonna be a, a good team. They're gonna have a, so a lot of pop. They resigned Nelson Cruz, who I don't care what people say. He's gonna be an, another year older. You know, but he can still rake. They got a lot of guys on that team that can give you 20 plus home runs in a season. Mm-hmm. I think they broke the record for most home runs in a season as a collectively as a team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So there you have it. Now, now you need to back it up with pitching. That's the big thing here. Mm-hmm. They do have Jose Barrios. I mean, it's not a. Uh, the, the, the Twins are quite the anomaly. I mean, they are a really good team every year. Uh, and for some reason, they just can't win playoff games mm-hmm. uh that's really the issue right i mean this team in the regular season you look at them and you're like this team can win it all and then they get to the postseason and just like stumble i mean that um you know the them losing as early as they did last year was a real shock to me at least i the only thing i had wrong in my bracket last year uh in the playoffs was the twins losing uh in the first round that was it uh i had <laughs> everything else i was pretty mad about it i uh, lost out on that chance to win a million what uh but the White Sox are young, talented, and almost took the throne from the Twins last season. Uh, and I think in a full season, we'll see the White Sox win the division. The White Sox, that's a scary team. They got monsters. Mm-hmm. They got Yasmani Grandal. They got Jose Abreu. They got a lot of Cuban players. I noticed that as well. Yoan Mon- Moncada. You know, they, they, you know um, they were interested in getting Yasiel Puig as well. He's still unsigned. So, they, they, you know, Gio Gonzalez played for them last year. So that, they're really interested in Cuban players, I've noticed. But they're, they, yeah, they're, stocked, they're stacked with monsters, that whole, mm-hmm. that whole team. And, you know, they have Rondon as one of their pitchers. I don't really don't know. They're fully their rotation. But I feel like it can hold up and maintain with, with that explosive offense. So it's going to be a good battle between the Twins and the White Sox. Let's move on to the AL West. We got the Rangers, the Angels, the Mariners, the Astros, and the Athletics. Now, the big question mark for me in this division is can Mike Trout and the Angels put it all together <laughs> and finally reach the playoffs? I think they've made it once only with Mike Trout. Yeah. And no. <laughs> no, they haven't made the playoffs with Mike Trout? I could have sworn they No, did. no, they have made the playoffs, but my answer to the, your question, can they put it together, no, no, is yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they will. I mean, maybe they'll sneak in as a wild card. Uh I'm always I'm super high on the athletics. Same. Uh, Billy Bean. I'm super high on the athletics. I always have been. I, I love uh, Moneyball is my bible, and I absolutely adore uh, the athletics. So 
I, I mean, I, I, they're great every year. They're going to be great this year as well. Um, regardless, it seems, of who they field. I mean, they, they literally have no – like, no guys in Oakland. You're like, yeah, he's the guy. Uh, but that's, that's uh, you know, what they do over there. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I think the Athletics will win the division. And I think the Athletics will have a uh, – and we'll go into playoffs after this. But I think they'll have a deeper – a deeper run than most people expect. I hope so, man, because I like just like the Twins, the A's, even more, unfortunately, can't pull through in the playoffs because I think they make it more often mm-hmm. in the Billy Bean era. They made it all so, like really often in the playoffs compared to the Twins, and they just can't get over that that hump. The Yankees, whoever right. it is, man, like I just feel feel bad for them because they do it differently and they still show signs of success in the regular season. Yeah. So, you know, I have a good feeling about them. I, th- I They're my pick to win the division. And then I have the Mariners as the bottom team in the division. Unfortunately, guys, we, we can't get into the National League. We did talk about the National League East last mm-hmm. week, but we're going to get into the other two divisions in the National League, in the National League next week. We're going to wrap things up next segment with a crosstalk with my man, Sean Stanley, host of the Squared Circle Digest. So stay tuned for that. And guys, don't forget, you can get every Thursday, NBA fans can catch one of the best basketball shows in the country with Ethan Skolnick and Ira Winderman to host Inside the Paint. Listen to two of the most knowledge and connected reporters in the business. Get year-round insight every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. with Inside the Paint on the home for hardcore basketball fans, onsideradio.com. Onside Radio continues to grow. To make your life easier, you can now find your favorite sports station by downloading the MyTuner Radio app and listen to your favorite OnsideRadio.com host or catch a great Inter-Miami CF match. Go to your app store, download MyTuner Radio, and search Onside Radio, the home for the South Florida sports fan. It's time to climb inside the squared circle. I have wined and dined with kings and queens, and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. The squared circle digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday. You know what that means. John Stanley, Square Circle Digest live all over the place now at OnSideRadio.com. Check us on the Twitch, the YouTube. You can hear us live on Podbean. You can hear us everywhere. Radio.net, Radio FM, MyTuner Radio, Simple Radio. Basically, if you've got a radio app, look up OnSideRadio.com. We're there. Be a part of the show. Give us a call, 888-441-4623. Text us at 844-416-8123. We're going to dive into some things that happened this week in the WWE, AEW, later on in the show. Deep in the count with Alex Aguirre, Chris and Chase right before me. Great show, Talking Marlins. David Dwork, the Red Hot Florida Panthers. That talk. Chirping the Cats Radio, that's after me. Followed by Austin Robillard, Red Card Radio, talking inter Miami CF, football and soccer. And of course, ending the day with the J Rod experience. Send you out on some winning ways. Maybe you can get some money. What is it? Gotcha. Winning money as you listen to us here. Well, myself, talking some wrestling. 
There's been a lot going on in wrestling, but I, I wanted to look at some because, like I said, I was talking with Alex a moment ago. And, of course, we've got Abel driving the show, so I want to say thank you and welcome aboard, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Yes, sir. I want you to be a part. You know, you can jump on here in the conversation. I don't know if you watch wrestling at all Man, or not. I'm but... a wrestling freak. Okay, good to go. But I wanted to get your, your thought. Have, did you see Coming to America yet? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, the new one? The new one. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Because that's kind of, I was sitting at home and uh, watched it last night. And it got me thinking because I, I had seen a lot of the talk on Twitter, your social media is talking about, oh, it's nothing, it's not, and I didn't like it, I, it's not good. I watched it, and I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. But here's the thing. I didn't go into it saying, okay, this is Eddie Murphy from 30 years ago either. I went into it with the same way I go into watching wrestling. I like wrestling as entertainment to to fill in three hours a night on Monday, almost four hours on Wednesday. Hopefully that's changing soon. Looking at reports, it looks like that is. Two hours on Friday, and then if a pay-per-view or something on a Saturday or Sunday. That's the way I look at it. So I enjoy watching it. Why? Because my expectations isn't every match is going to be five stars. Every movie's not going to be five stars. Welcome to real world. Welcome to the land of disappointment. But to me, coming to America didn't disappoint. And as the movie's been out longer, and we can do a little bit of spoilers, I'll get more involved in that. But to me, if you sat down and you watched Coming to America, and you didn't chuckle or... You know, like, yes, at certain parts of that movie. Then you, you shouldn't have watched the first one. You didn't deserve to watch the first one because you don't understand Eddie Murphy and being funny. Go ahead, Abel. Yeah, Sean, I believe that um, as a society, sometimes we are programmed to 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 knock down any sequel that comes out because we had so many sequels that come out that was just so garbage, mm-hmm. you know, so disappointed that automatically – we never even gave this movie a chance yep. without, you know, because all the sequels of our past historic movies has been so garbage that, you know, we automatically assume that this one's going to be before even seeing it. I asked the person that I heard a person talking about it and I asked him, hey, did do you see, you know, da, 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 da. And he was like, no, I never seen the movie. It was going by what somebody else told me. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of opinions out there only because of the sequel without yep. even actually seeing the movie. 100%. And, and the way I want to tie this in is with pro wrestling. It's weekly episodic TV. So you're, you're getting a sequel every week, right? Technically. So now, uh, as a programmed society, as, as you're pointing out, Abel, when you sit and you look every week, think about these companies, okay? AEW. They have AEW Dark on YouTube. You have AEW Dynamite. You have pay-per-views. They're also doing the Being the Leads. They have their other series. They are producing all this content weekly. This isn't a four-year-long budgeted movie that they're putting together for release. 
This is weekly TV. Now when you dive into WWE, you got three hours of Raw, two hours of NXT, two hours of SmackDown. You throw in the WWE Network content. And all this is filtered through every week, every week. So my question to the wrestling fans, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. Hit me up there or give us a text at 844-416-8123 or at Onside Radio. If you're listening on Podbean, I think you can go in there also on the YouTube chat. How can you sit and believe that you can have five-star expectations week in and week out? What show, and I'll even go to TV now, and, and, and movies. What movie have you gone to, TV show do you watch week in and week out and say every show is five stars? Now, I get it. There are some fans that watch WWE TV, and every week it's five stars. There's some that watch AEW. Every week is a five star. There, there can be no wrong. I understand that that's, there, there's those fans as well. Whether you're AEW, WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, whatever you are, that, that company can do no wrong. But week in and week out, I see on Twitter... Everybody poo-pooing on stuff. And I'm going to poo-poo on some stuff here in a little bit, as a matter of fact. But I don't go into each show saying, this is what my expectation is. I go into each show saying, okay, let me see what they do this week. Let me see how they build character development, the feuds that they're building up to go to the pay-per-view. Let me see how they're going to get me to purchase the next pay-per-view. I look at the storylines. I look at the different things. I don't go in going, oh, this is every show, every match has got to be five stars, or this is terrible. Why watch it then? And you can't tell me, and again, I put on, on uh, Twitter the other day, oh, are you going to watch AEW uh, Dynamite, or are you watching WWE NXT? Timeline fills up a little bit. I was, of course, you get the uh, neither. I'm a grown-up. Okay, well, there's 1.8 million people. 2.3 million on certain nights watching wrestling. So apparently they're just kids. No grown-ups watch wrestling. Apparently, apparently to that uh, Twitter tough guy there. So is it based on expectations going in watching these shows? That's the problem? Because you're never going to get everything you want out of a show. And now here's a couple of the questions I wanted to ask. When you watch WWE programming, do you watch it to a different expectation because it's been around for so long? Do you watch it with the same expectations you had during the Attitude Era? Just go back a little bit. And if it doesn't reach that expectation of what the Attitude Era was, it's no longer any good? I got news for you, wrestling fans. You can't do the stuff they did in the Attitude Era today. That program will be pulled off TV probably quicker 
Then Vincent Man can strut to the ring. Things change, times change. Are you still watching the program to the expectations that you watched it to? When you look at AEW, I feel like, in a way, as long as AEW is doing something different than WWE, everybody's on board. That's the way I feel everybody's watching AEW right now. Well, they're doing it differently than WWE, so it's got to be better. Why can't they both be good? Why can't they both be great? Do I agree with every creative process in WWE? No. Do I agree with every creative process in AEW? No. But as wrestling fans, can we sit and watch a show and just enjoy the pure entertainment that is on the television screens or in the arenas for those two to three hours? Or does everything have to be based on what they did last week? What they're doing this week? What WWE's doing? Why does it have to have an expectation tied to it? Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can check out the podcast on all podcasting platforms. That's, we just want to make sure we get that out to you, okay? Every podcasting platform, you can check out the Squared Circle. Make sure you remember that. But when you look at the expectations, start looking at the product as what it is, entertainment. It's okay to sit back and enjoy some WWE programming. It really is. I know when you look at Twitter, it tells you not to. It's okay to sit back and enjoy the AEW product. And there's a lot more telling you to do that than not on Twitter. It's okay to sit back and watch New Japan or Ring of Honor and actually enjoy the product. It's also okay to not agree with what the product is doing. But does that mean that uh, a show goes from a good show to trash just because you didn't agree with one segment in the show or two segments in the show? Why do you have to go into the expectation that every show's got to be five stars? 52 weeks a year. Some are doing three shows a week. WWE has Raw, NXT, SmackDown weekly. AEW has their, now they're going to have Elevation as well, Dark, and Dynamite. Everything's not going to be five stars. Enjoy that you're getting all this content Wrestling content. And enjoy it for what it is. Entertainment. You go and watch movies that some are trash. And you don't walk out of a movie theater and be like, oh, I'm never going back to watch another one of those movies. 
Some of you will, but some of you will be right back in that movie theater watching the sequel or the, the prequel or whatever else comes down the line. Marvel movies, I'm not into those. I go and watch them. I'll watch them with my kids. But I'm not going to sit there too and say they're, they're, they're trash because it's not something that I, I don't like. I watch it for what it is, the entertainment. Maybe you start watching wrestling, maybe in general, for the entertainment purposes it provides. Yeah. Maybe be a happier person. I feel like I just delivered a PSA there. Be happy. Let's not place expectations on everything. Onside Radio enters Kai's Corner with Kai Chin Chisholm every day from 10 to noon. Join Kai as he discusses the biggest stories in South Florida sports. Tune in every day to t- Kai's new time slot, 10 a.m. to noon. Kai's Corner on the home for South Florida Sports Talk, OnSideRadio.com. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in. Squared Circle Digest. OnSideRadio.com. Be a part of the show. Call us, 888-441-4623. Give us a text at 844-416-8123. Think it'd be easy for me to say, but it's not. Oh, my goodness. I can tell you now, I'm not going to read the text that came in. I just probably lost a subscriber. At least that's what he's telling me. So, I apologize. And happy birthday, Edwin. So, moving on. (laughs) Squared Circle Digest right here. OnSideRadio.com. Don't forget, now you can catch us on YouTube, Twitter. Actually, Twitch. Why do I keep messing up Twitch and Twitter, Abel? Too many T's, I guess, yeah. I talked a little bit about expectations a moment ago. If you missed any of that or you want to chime in, listen to it, it's already up, ready to go here on the podcasting platforms. They were doing a great job back there making it happen. I want to dive into some things that happened on TV this week, some of the angles I uh, agree with, disagree with. On uh, We're going to dive into WWE here and then AEW the next segment if you want to dive in of course take the leap call us 888-441-4623 give us text again it's 844-416-8123 bobby lashley finally finally captures gold or the wwe championship the top gold in the wwe it's about time it's about time that Bobby Lashley gets his uh, much-deserved run. Two things I did not like about it are two things. One, I'm, I'm worried is going to happen. And one, the way it happened out on TV. For those that didn't watch Raw, Bobby Lashley was scheduled to take on Miz at 9 o'clock, top of the hour, 9 o'clock. Anybody that knows wrestling and how, the TV shows work, new, okay, they're going to do some kind of schmoz here or something. 
And, of course, they did because that's what WWE does. Again, not an expectation. I understand how they work their programs. If you watch WWE for any length of time, you know, for the most part, the main event is going to be what the show's all about. And this show was about Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship from The Miz. So at 9 o'clock, Miz worms out of it. At 10 o'clock, I think they uh, finally announced that it's going to be the main event tonight. Lashley goes out and just squashes The Miz. And I think that's what they needed to do with that. The way they the way they built it up the whole night, I think, was the only way that Lashley could go and win that title. He had to squash Miz because Miz was running scared, which showed he had no confidence in beating Lashley. And Lashley went in and then just destroyed him. And then they had a lumberjack match so that Miz couldn't run away anymore. Because of the 9 o'clock match, which I forgot to mention, the bell rings, he rolls out of the ring, grabs the belt, and took off. Lashley finally wins the title. Here's the one thing that I'm worried about, though. He's got the fast lane pay-per-view, which... We'll see how they build this up because I really think they're going to try to save McIntyre Lashley for WrestleMania. So it's going to be interesting to see how they build up the fast lane. Does Lashley, maybe Miz, ask for a rematch in that match and uh, something happened there? Uh, Some people are pointing toward uh, McIntyre Sheamus at fast lane, although what I saw... On Raw, a great match, but I, I, I don't know that I, that I want to watch that again on pay-per-view. If you gave it to me, and I get it, WWE's pay-per-views can be different now because for $9.99 a month, of course, we all know how that works. They'll be switching over to Peacock soon. But they don't really have to get you to technically buy a pay-per-view anymore, right? Which is also why I think sometimes the expectation thing that people have for WWE, if you read between the lines, they don't really have to sell you on anything much more anymore because you already got the pay-per-view for $9.99 with all the other content. You don't have to. If you don't watch it, you don't watch it, but you're still subscribed to it. You're going to pay the money anyways. So, again, expectations? Mm. AEW's got to keep you in there and buying. Why? It's forty nine ninety nine for a pay per view. Be it every four, three to four months, but they have to meet your expectations, right? Expectations for you to purchase that. WWE doesn't. Getting back before I ran off on this trail. I'm worried they're going to have Lashley be almost a transitional champion. He'll get one pay-per-view, and then the belt will transition back over to McIntyre at WrestleMania. I think Lashley deserves a run. 
And I'm not talking a two pay-per-view, three pay-per-view run. Lashley looks like a million dollars. Lashley moves like a million dollars. With the hurt business behind him, it's a billion dollars. Lashley talks like like the monster that he is. You got MVP to do the other talking for him. By the way, congratulations to MVP, the manager of champions now as well. But you have both areas now covered. You have the monster with the title, and you have a mouthpiece in MVP. And Lashley can't talk. But I think what you want him to be is that ferocious championship champion. When he talks, it means something. Let let MVP be the crap talker, right? Let him talk the smack. Let him do what he does best and talk the talk. Lashley walks the walk. Together, it's money to me. It's money. Why have the belt on him for just one pay-per-view and then turn it over to McIntyre? And I get it. McIntyre, during the COVID situation, everything, did everything that was asked of him. But Lashley, right now, to me, is on fire and deserves much more than six to seven weeks as WWE champion. And to take the belt off of him at WrestleMania to possibly put it back on him at a pay-per-view down the road, it's just why? Why would you do that? And the other one I want to get to happened last night. Daniel Bryan, he's going to fast lane now to take on Roman Reigns. It's going to be interesting to see what the buildup is from here because, again, you saw him throw out in his promo kind of a shot at Edge in a way. Then it felt disrespected when Edge rolled over him, speared him, and then pointed at the WrestleMania sign. I don't know which way they're going to go, but you cannot take the title off Roman heading into WrestleMania. What do you do at Fastlane that maybe works this into a triple threat match at WrestleMania? And then maybe Roman doesn't get beat, but he loses the title at WrestleMania? Kind of way they did Seth when he cashed in, right? He didn't pin Brock. He pinned Roman. So if Edge wins it, he pins Brian. If Brian wins it, he pins Edge. You keep the head of the table strong. It's going to be interesting to see how they work this because I don't know with the way the promo was worded last night that Fastlane is it for Daniel Bryan. He said he had worked his way back into the role of letting the younger talent succeed. And now he wants a shot. It doesn't sound like a fast lane pay-per-view, a match just to waste it, heading into WrestleMania. And I think 
I honestly thought that this Fastlane pay-per-view would be more... I think the WWE Championship match will be a wasted match. Meaning, they give Matt uh, Miz an opportunity at the title again. Knowing that Lashley's winning and moving on. That's what I mean by wasted match. So it's going to be interesting to see how WWE heads into Fastlane and, and where it goes from there. Will it take a turn? Saturday, sports fans have a place to talk sports and gambling. J-Rod Experience takes over every afternoon. Tune in every Saturday, 2 to 4, as Jim provides you the sports investment information you need to have a little fun on the weekends. That's the J-Rod Experience, 2 to 4, only at OnSideRadio.com. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Bringing you back in. Call us at 888-441-4623. Text us, 844-416-8123. Catch us at YouTube, Twitch. Follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. Follow the station at Onside Radio. You can also find us on Twitch and YouTube at Onside Radio, by the way. Never told you where to look. So interesting uh, thing just posted on Twitter by uh, the one and only uh, Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. He's uh, getting all decked out in his wrestling gear. Posted about eight minutes ago. Of course, getting all the hype right now. And you ask yourself, why? Why the hype? Well, there's two supposed surprised guests coming to the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. One Hall of Fame worthy is what I think Paul White. By the way, no more BS. I love that shirt. I love it. Everybody knows what it represents. It's just it's it, to me it's a great shirt. I just love the way they used it and and I will be getting one. Definitely. Definitely. But so Kurt Angle now 8 minutes ago releases on Twitter. It's him getting dressed into his wrestling gear, his Olympic uniform. Singlet, the boots getting tied up. Oh Everybody's all over it. Oh, here's the signing. Here's the signing. Again, two signings. One's going to be in the ladder match. So I don't think Kurt Angle's probably going to be in the ladder match. Just my guess. The other one was Hall of Fame worthy, if I'm not mistaken. Kurt Angle is a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame worthy, to me, would mean you haven't been in the Hall of Fame yet. Was that thrown out there to throw people off? Because he's a Hall of Famer. He's not only Hall of Fame worthy, he is in the Hall of Fame. So is that something to throw us off a little bit? Because to be honest, when it first came, I was thinking Kurt Angle. That's who I think it was going to be. Because if you look at it, AEW had Conrad Thompson on there and the the, uh, inner circle Debate. Eric Bischoff made an appearance. Conrad Thompson, who has podcasts, 
with Tony Schiavone. Good old JR. Arn Anderson. Kurt Angle now. Another interesting possible tidbit, right? So it'll be interesting to see who that guest is going to be. Because they said the Hall of Fame worthy one is not. Oh, Tony Khan came out actually on AEW Unrestricted. It said that the Hall of Fame worthy was not the same as the one going to be in the ladder match for a TNT title. So it led us to two surprises. Going to be two surprise guests at AEW Revolution. Revolution. Boy. Oh. I think I might have had a stroke there, Abel. So let's go back to AEW Dynamite, okay? A little tongue-tied today, Yeah, huh? Yeah. You think I'd be a better talker today? <laughs> Doesn't happen all the time for me, I tell you. It is kind of early, though, on a Saturday. Looking back at AEW Dynamite. They started the show. <laughs> Cody Rhodes in Red Velvet versus Jay Cargill and Shaq. If you haven't seen what happened to Shaq by the end of the match, make sure you go check it out. And if you haven't, you must be probably under a rock. But again, when you had Red Velvet, Jade Cargill, my understanding is, has not really been in a match. This was her first match, definitely first match in AEW. I don't know that she's had matches outside of AEW, possibly here and there. Red Velvet and Cody made Shaq and Jade look like a million dollars. Everything Shaq did looked like something a seven-foot monster would do in a wrestling ring. And I always go back to what Paul Heyman says. Accentuate the positives. Hide the negatives. Shaq is not a wrestler. Just let him do the moves. Let him pound you. Let him throw you. It surprised me that he took the body slam when he did. He almost killed himself, by the way, but he did it. And then what do you do to get him out of the match? You have him stand on the apron, and Cody cross-body blocks him, and they both fall through the tables. Took him out of the match. You didn't have him do anything out of what he couldn't do. And then he couldn't fit in the ambulance, which is kind of the, the, the icing on the cake. For that spot, right? Because it's like, okay, we're going to get Shaq in the uh, ambulance. He's knocked out. Oh, Shaq, can you uh, bend your knees up, please? Because we can't get the ambulance door shut. Then they come back. They open up. Tony Schiavone is going to try to get some update on his uh, condition. They open up the thing, and all of a sudden he's turned into the Undertaker, and he's disappeared. Shaq has disappeared. Where does this go from here? Where where does this go from here? Where do they lead Shaq? Does he come back? A lot of people were saying when they saw what Shaq was doing there, they would like to see him and Paul White go at it in AEW. It'd be interesting to see that. I would 
definitely like to see Shaq back in a ring. So when you look at what happened on AEW, then you had the inner circle. Looking for that to explode a little bit. You had the Young Bucks come out. Right? AEW's kind of doing it right. They're building that match slowly, right? Last week they attacked their dad. This week they kind of put them through the table leading into Sunday. They didn't they didn't get to the climax too quick. Right? They let it fester. And they didn't put MJF and Chris Jericho through the tables. No, who'd they put through the tables? Santana and Ortiz. Which I think possibly could be setting up for something else down the line. Because remember, in the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, which now we're going to dive into predictions here, they do have the casino tag team Royale. Now, what if Santana and Ortiz wins that? They're set up to get revenge against the Young Bucks for what they did to them right on AEW Dynamite. But then also it can go more into the turmoil of the inner circle. So that's going to be an interesting match to keep your eye on there. Looks like they're going to have an undercard, if you want to call it that. The buy-in, which they call it usually. Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Rebel, I think, is injured. I'm not sure if that's a work or a shoot on their their end there. But I think with Britt Baker and and Rebel, they're going to keep them rolling. So I think you'll see them pick that up. Uh, Santana Ortiz, of course, my pick in the casino tag team royale. Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. I think you're going to see a lot of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy doing a lot of quick action against Kip Sabian. I think once Miro gets in, you're going to see that's going to be game over as he likes to say now. And I think you're going to see Miro and Kip Sabian end up winning that. The face of the Revolution ladder match. This is the one for the TNT title. Or the winner earns a shot at the TNT title. Let me rephrase that. So you got Max Caster, Lance Archer, Pinto El Zero um, Miedo, Scorpio Sky. It's easy to say, right? Cody Rhodes. And then one to be determined. Remember, Brian Cage was, I think, a special entrance in the other one, uh, the other match they had. He won that. When I'm looking at this, I look at, I would like to see Scorpio Sky get it, honestly. But I'm very interested to see who this uh, to-be-determined individual is. Because outside of Scorpio Sky... I don't think any of the others have been really getting a push to where you would see them winning this match and becoming a chance at a TNT title. You saw Scorpio Sky this week this week as well on commentary came out during the match. So we'll be interested to see Adam Page and Matt Hardy calling it the big money match. Each person signing over their first quarter earnings to the winner. It's got to be Adam Page. You got to set him up to start a run soon at the heavyweight title. 
Hangman Adam Page is going to walk away with that one. Sting, Dari Allen, Brian Cage, Ricky Stark street fight. When they came out as a street fight, Sting and Dari Allen are winning this match. You got the AEW Tag Team Championships. I can see them giving it to the inner circle. The Women's Championship, Sheeta keeps it. And in the AEW World Championship match, I think uh, John Max is going to get a well-deserved break. I think you see Kenny Omega, probably with some outside help. They will win. He will win this match. Mox will get the break, the baby coming, and probably resurface after the baby's born. Coming up next can be Crosstalk with Tripping the Cats Radio, David Dwork, right here, onsideradio.com. <laughs> 